What I want us to look at is unforgiveness. And why would the Lord be speaking to us about this at this time? I believe the Lord wants to move in our midst. He wants to do something new in your life. He wants to do something new in my life. He wants to do something new in our Lord. But the word that I got is that we are stopping him or restraining him from acting on our behalf. Because when he look at us, we harbor unforgiveness. We harbor unforgiveness. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But we cannot progress. The Lord cannot act on our behalf when we harbor unforgiveness. And it doesn't matter how insignificant you might think that the issue is. It is still unforgiveness. And it is restraining or stopping the Lord from moving in your life. You may be, and I told the people on Friday night, you are okay. You are born again. You do everything right. You have paid your tithe, you have given your offering, you are supporting the needy, you are praying as you're supposed to pray, you are studying the scriptures. As far as you are concerned, you are right with God. But there is this person who offended you. There is this one person whom you have never been able to release. And you might think that you have forgiven. And I'll tell you, many of us choose to forget the matter. Say, okay, they did all this to me. Uh, I've chosen to, to forget it. Or rather to excuse them. Maybe they did it out of ignorance. But that thing is still in you. You've never been able to deal with it. The idea, the whole thing is, don't cover it. Do not justify even their action. Accept the fact and the truth. They hurt you. It pained you. You may think it is not paining now because you probably have decided to bury it. But you have not dealt with it. It's just a matter of time and you remember. Or when you see the person or when the person is mentioned, you remember. And quickly you say, yeah, I think I'm, I've dealt with it. You know, you, you dismiss it, you want to cover it. 
because you are trying not to deal with it. Brethren, there is no way out except to confront the issue, the issue, accept that people wronged you, and decide, I cannot live with this thing forever. I have to close it. Praise God. Forgive. Because you are also forgiven. And if you don't forgive, the scriptures are very clear. Do, or do not also expect to be forgiven. Yes. Don't expect to be forgiven. I was reading Colossians chapter 3, and I came across verse 13. Be, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. See how it is start. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Then he says, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. These are instructions. This is Paul now talking to the Colossians. And these are people who are already born again. The letter is not written to non-believers. It is written to the church at Colossae. Believers. People who are born again. Going to heaven. Tongue, tongue speaking. And Paul would speak to them. And in verse 1 of the same chapter, he says, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Do what? Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of? Since then, you have been raised with Christ. For you to have been raised, it means you have also been buried together with him. Because Christ was buried and then he rose again. And when we go through baptism, we are taught that when you are being buried, you are buried with Christ. And when you come out, you come out, you are being raised together with him. Now Paul is reminding these believers who have already died, who have already been raised together with Christ, there is a possibility of setting their minds on things that are on earth. But he tells them, now look up where Christ is. Since you have been raised with him, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Praise the Lord. Why am I trying to connect these two? Because if you succeed in phase one, you will not have a problem with phase 13. You're getting my point. 
if your eyes or your heart is set on things that are above, where Christ is seated, praise the Lord. It means you are in sync with Christ, if I may use that word. You are in communication with Christ. Praise the Lord. You are modeling yourself with him where he is seated since you've also been raised with him. And in fact, the scripture also says, uh, we are also seated with him. Spiritually, we are also seated with him. But is, is there a possibility that we move from that seat and come down? Yes. But we are privileged. That is where we are supposed to be. But when we do not focus, when we do not set our hearts on things that are above, where he is seated, then the opposite happens. We set our hearts on things that are on earth. Praise the Lord. And if we set our hearts on things that are on earth, we will fight people who will offend us. Praise God. Because here, as far as we walk on earth, you'll be offended. Praise the Lord. But if your mind is set on the things that are above, even if you happen to meet people or that will offend you on earth, your heart cannot be affected, praise the Lord, because your heart is connected to the heart of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And it is not possible for your heart to be affected when it is connected to Jesus. Amen? You will be able to deal with any offense. As a matter of fact, it will not affect you. People can offend you, but you will not be offended. People can plan or purpose to hurt you, but you cannot be hurt. Praise the Lord. Not that you not feel it, because they may even physically decide to harm you. But they can only touch the body. But the heart that is connected to Christ is secure. It has the capacity to look up and say, I will not concentrate on this because it is a distraction that is meant to take my heart from the things that are above where Christ is and focus on things that are on earth that will distract you. Praise God. So if you succeed in dealing with the first one here, setting your hearts on things that are above where Christ is seated at the light heart of God, set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Praise the Lord. And he says, for what? You died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You died. That's what he says. Did you die? Praise God. If you died, then your life is hidden with Christ in God. You'll be able to deal with the issues of life that causes offense. And I want to tell you, as long as we are on this earth, 
we will always fight offense. Even as I start here, it's possible to look at me and you'll see something that is not right and you can be offended. Some of us are offended by very small things. You give your husband a cup of tea. Praise God. And you are offended how he is sipping that tea. You, you can laugh. I'm, I'm just speaking simple things. And your heart is affected. And your countenance changes immediately. Yes. That is offense. What's wrong with you? I'm not trying to say that we excuse mistakes. But can you be able to correct this person without being offended? If, if they need correction. Or can you be able to tolerate? Is it a matter of life and death? And you see the small things that offend us. Some of us are offended by drivers on road. Yes. I'm one of them. But does it warrant an insult to that driver? Because we do that. Look at him. That word look at him is actually an insult. Because it's coming from a person who is angry. Look at him. If you had a stone, you would have thrown it to him. Small things, but they offend us. How do we deal with these things? We are being told, learn to forgive. Because if you learn to forgive, then you'll never be offended. You'll never, okay, you'll be offended, yes, but it will not never affect you. You'll be at peace with yourself and with God. And even with other people. And then we can progress. Because we are marked timing. We are not moving. Because we have restrained the Lord from acting on our behalf. Because there is an accusation. There is something that we are not ready to release. And you ask yourself, what value does it have? Why do you find it so hard? To release this person who offended you 25 years ago or even yesterday or this morning. Some of you are offended this morning and you're still carrying it and you still want to take the Holy Communion. And you're still remembering. Maybe it's a job. They fired you with no good reason. You've never been able to release them. And you have even moved on. You even have another job. But you're still remembering how they fired you. Forgive. Amen. Because you are also forgiven. And if you don't forgive, you will also not be forgiven. Hmm? Let's see Matthew 7. Mm -hmm. Do, judge not. 
Uh -huh. That you may not be judged. Okay, first two says what? Or just as you judge and criticize and condemn others, you will be judged and criticized and condemned. And in accordance with the measure you use, it shall be measured against you. The same measure that you use will be used against you. Why do we judge people? We judge people. Why do we judge people? Let me sh share with you something that I picked. What does it mean to judge someone? Judging is when you don't give someone a chance. Next time, when someone is saying or doing something and you disregard his opinion or action without him ever, without him actually failing at that things, because of a varied reason, then you are judging him. How do I know I am judging someone? You know you are judging someone when you start comparing his attributes, all our attributes, all his positions, all achievements with yourselves. Others or to someone or to some standard. If you notice yourself having thoughts that analyze every action, then it is clear sign that you are judging that person. Look at what we do. We compare others. We make comparison of people's attributes of their positions, of their achievements. We do it with ourselves. And if they don't meet our standards, we judge them. And that's the beginning of offense. Because when you judge people, even if you don't tell them, you make an opinion about them. And most of the time, you are offended by their actions or by their attributes or by their positions. You are not even telling them, but you are already offended because you have compared their achievements with your achievement. And what came into my mind was the story of Cain and Abel. Cain takes sacrifices from his farm, farm produce. To the Lord. Abel does the same, but Abel picks, the Bible says, from his firstborns, choice, the fat ones, and he takes to the Lord. And the Lord looks at the two sacrifices, received one, and he is happy with Abel's, but he is not happy with Cain's sacrifice. I don't want to dwell on that. Sometimes we think God is not happy with Cain because Cain took from his farm produce. That's what he does. God has no problem with farm produce sacrifices. The problem was the attitude of Cain. He did not give the choice 
produce. The Bible says he picked some and took. This other one made a choice. Took them before the Lord. And the Lord was not happy with Cain's sacrifice, but was happy with Abel. But look at what happens with Cain. Cain is not happy. But from my own conclusion, he's not happy with God. He's not, okay, he's not accusing God. But he looks at his brother and he sees him as a competitor. Makes a comparison of his brother's achievements. And he gets offended. Are you, getting the, are you seeing the, the, where the problem is? It's most likely if Abel was not there, Cain would not have a problem. Because he would have gone back because God gave him a chance. If you read through, God gave him a chance. If you do well, will you not be accepted? That's what the Bible says. But if you don't do it, sin is crushing at your door and it is ready to overcome you. So God was giving him a chance. But look at what he does. He focuses on his brother. How many of us? Many times. Our concern is not what God is doing into the lives of these people. It is these people. How come he is more successful than I am? How come she is well dressed than I am? How come she is given this chance and I'm not given this chance? How come ABCD is happening? To Stop making comparisons. Focus on what you're supposed to do. Set your mind on things that are above where your Savior Christ is seated. Not on the things that are on earth. Stop comparing. Stop looking at what others are doing. Because if you do that, you will be offended. And sin is crushing at the door. And it will master you if you don't master it. If you do not forgive, sin is crushing at the door. Its intention is to master you. You must deal with it and master it. We need to break this. If we, because if we don't do it, things will not happen. We are restraining the Lord. Look at what he says in, a, in a Matthew chapter 6. When he's teaching about the Lord's Prayer, what does he say? Verse 12. And forgive us our debts, all our sins, even as we do what? As we forgive others. As we forgive our debtors. You cannot ask for forgiveness. And expect to be forgiven if you do not forgive. The condition is you must be able to forgive for you to receive forgiveness. Praise God. I'm not talking to an unbeliever. I'm talking to you who is a believer. Because a believer needs to be forgiven all the time. Or you think you don't need forgiveness? You think? Then why would Jesus have taught that prayer? He was not teaching it to non-believers. He taught to the disciples. 
They said, teach us how to pray. And he tells them, this is how you pray. And one of the ways of how to pray is to ask for forgiveness of your sins. Why? Because it is also expected that you forgive others. And he tells them, because he assumed that these people have forgiven their others their sins. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who also sin against us, isn't it? That's the confidence that we have when we are praying that prayer. But how many of us pray that prayer? But we have not forgiven. We are still carrying grudge. Hata tukimaliza yu maombi unakubuka. Lakini unakubuka vile huyo pastor inifanyia. Unakubuka huyo, you know? Immediately that happens, we restrain the Lord from releasing the bread. Are you seeing the point? Do you now see why we may be struggling? Yeah? Yet, the bread is available. The Father is ready to release it. But when he is just about to release it, he looks at you and sees, wow, he still carries that incidence of what happened. To him so many years ago. It may be a parent who did something to you or who did not do something to you. They didn't take you to the right school. It may be a father who offended your mother, chased you away together with your mother and up to today, you've never forgiven your, ma- your father. You say you have but you can never even buy him a, hand- a handkerchief. You have not forgiven. Look at what he says. This is what actually made me worry. Look at verse 14. Look at the emphasis. After the, finishing the prayer, he says, For if you forgive other people, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will do what? Will also forgive you. But what does verse 15 say? But if you do not forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. Is that not worrying? Huh? But you know, we read the scriptures and we pass. Not getting into the details. It's very clear. If you do not forgive others, even your Father in heaven will not forgive you. Yet all of us sin every day. We make offenses every day. We long people. We long God. Yeah? We expect to be forgiven, but we are not forgiving. Now, do you see the danger? When I read this, this, this scripture, I've read it. But I, when I read it again, even this morning, it spoke to me. Do you know there are people who are born again? Who will miss heaven? Not because of immorality. No. They don't. Not, they don't drink. They are not corrupt. They have never missed church. They have read their Bibles throughout. But on that day, they will not enter. Why? Because they failed to forgive. And they restrained the Lord from forgiving them. Painful, isn't it? It's worrying. Please, if you're healing me today, I don't need to repeat this. I have taught this before. I've told you 
that if you harbor unforgiveness, which translates into bitterness, and you refuse to forgive, it's like taking this bottle full of poison. I swallow it and expect that you who has offended me is the one who is going to die. Can you see how foolish sometimes human beings can become? When you carry that unforgiveness, when you carry that bitterness in your heart, it is not that person that is hurting. Some of them don't even remember what they did to you. They have passed or they have moved on. They messed you. They did whatever they did. They are busy enjoying life and messing others because that is their portion of messing others. But here you are still hurting. This morning, the Lord would like to set you free. But the condition is forgive those people. Don't be like Cain. He compared himself with his brother. He ended up killing his brother who was innocent. Praise God. And God gave him a chance. He was angry with his brother. If only he, he listened to God, he would have said, any, in any case, what's, am I a fool? What has Ebo done to me? Nothing, really. He's not the one. Actually, if I should be unhappy, if there's anybody I should be annoyed with, it's God himself. And it was easier to deal with God than to deal with his brother because he, he cannot kill God. But now he killed his brother. And many years later, his grandson, Lamech, killed also a son. You remember, it's in scriptures. So the sins of Cain following him. This is what unforgiveness can do. When you don't forgive, yeah, and you allow offense to take place, you may take action. And that sin will remain in the family. Let's release ourselves, isn't it? What value does it add to have a bitterness anyway? It's not helping you. It's hurting instead. Are you ready to forgive someone? Can we stand on our feet? Can you go before the Lord and just, just release that person now and say it today, first of March, this thing will never come back to me again. I'm giving you two minutes. You can be able to deal with it in two minutes. Don't assume there is no one that has ever hurt you. There are very many people who have hurt you. Father in heaven, we thank you for this word that has come to us today. You are reminding us that we live on this earth. We interact with people. And these people will hurt us. You are asking us to forgive them so that we can also receive forgiveness. Today, Lord, we have brought ourselves to you. And we have come the way we are, acknowledging that we have sinned against you by not forgiving others, even those that have offended us. 
others have offended us, yet we do not, they do not know. We are accusing them falsely. Today we ask for forgiveness for each one of us, Lord, in this house. And Father, we ask as you forgive us, we ask that you also heal us because there are some of us that are still hurting. I ask you, Lord Jesus, heal that wood immediately in the name of Jesus. And from this day, 1st of March 2020, Lord, we enter into a new season without covering any offense, O oh God. And Father, we come to you, Jesus, who died on the cross on our behalf, and you took our sins upon yourself. We bring our burdens to you. Those hearts, we bring them to you. Those pains, Lord, we bring them to you, Lord. Those discomforts, Father, we bring them to you, Jesus. Those memories that have refused to, to, to go, Lord, today we bring them to you. And Lord, as we come out of your presence, we take your burden. Your burden is light. As we come to you, Lord, we empty ourselves of the yoke of unforgiveness. And we take your yoke that is easy. Precious Redeemer, may your healing flow in this house from today henceforth. And Father, we have forgiven. We have repented of unforgiveness. We ask you now, Lord Jesus, hold our hands. Walk with each one of us, Lord, into our destiny, O oh God. Nothing should restrain you from blessing us. We have released ourselves to you. We claim our blessings to you from you, Lord. And Father, we are grateful that your presence, your mercy, and your grace is in the house today. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. I want you to do something. Just breathe in and breathe out. Three times. Okay, let me help you. Some of you don't, don't know how to breathe in. Okay? When I say breathe in, you breathe in, you, held, you hold your breath, Okay, until I tell you, release it, okay? All right, one, breathe in. Out. Breathe in. Out. Breathe in. Out. Praise God. Do you feel relieved? The burden is gone. You are free. Carry no offense. Walk light. Amen.